Welcome, folks. As always, I'm Josh Kirby, and it's a great day, and it's also a sad day. We have a great show for you today, so stay tuned. I'm glad you connected. This is Dave Johnson, voice of the Washington Wizards. You have connected to the right place because you are listening to my man, Josh Kirby, on Sports Podcast. All righty, folks. Welcome to Episode 21 of the Josh Kirby on Sports Podcast. Today we will be taking a good look at the college football playoffs, the FCS and the FBS championship games, and, of course, a crazy wild card weekend along with another look into the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. And also, we will have some head coach hirings from around the NFL. So, as always, just want to give a shout-out to Rattle and Chips. Thank you for sponsoring this episode of the Josh Kirby on Sports Podcast. Make sure you check them out in stores, Food Lion, Martins, and Giant, and make sure you try their new salt and pepper chips. And... The music intro, Free Forever Jam Studio at PremiumBeat.com. So let's get right into it. CJ, how how you doing today, sir? Welcome to the show again. I'm doing good, Josh. It's a different setup today, so let's let's see what we can do today. No oh, man, yes, it's such a stressful day so far. You know, I, I spent maybe an hour trying to get a couch into my basement, so you know. I'm pretty tired. It's like trying to put a square block into a circle. <laughs> yes, but starting off, I I see we want to talk about Clemson versus Alabama before we talk about the NFL. Of course. And I agree with you. Cuz Alabama season. fell to a true freshman quarterback. My god. I mean, that's nothing new, but it's Alabama. Yeah. So that's going to be a topic that we're going to talk about until August. Wow. But I'm I'm telling you what what I thought I watched the first half and I I saw that pick six and I was like wow Clemson started it off started great off very strong yeah, yeah very strong then Alabama came back I was like this is going to be a good game and you know the score was pretty close going into halftime and I was like I told my dad dad I guarantee you at halftime when I go to bed Nick Saban is going to dial something up yep. And I was thinking the exact same thing. Yeah, and when I woke up, I saw the score. I was like, oh, my gosh, did that really just happen? Well, I I don't feel it was just on the field. I think it was on the sidelines as well. Dabo Sweeney outcoached Nick Saban. And now it's tied 2-2 two to two in the series. They're both 55-4 and four in the With past two bowl four wins. seasons and two national championships each. That's amazing. And before this game happened, I mean, actually, excuse me, after this game happened, I was hoping to say that Nick Saban is the greatest football coach of all time for college football because I was always a firm believer in Joe Paterno. I always was because my mom went there and she told me great stories about how he's coached for over 40 years there. And 
the wins don't even come close to what Nick Saban has as a head coach, and I always felt that. But what does matter to a university is national championships. It's more exposure to your your university. And Nick Saban, he did that for LSU, and now he is definitely doing it for Alabama. And now Clemson, their reign might start now because Trevor Lawrence is only a true freshman here, people. A true freshman. There's a lot of talent. And the, uh, they beat as, him in the recruiting race, too. You can tell on the field. Yeah. Clemson absolutely did. Yeah, but um, first, uh, before we get into the stats and stuff, how do you think Kelly Bryant feels now? Oh, I bet he threw his remote at the TV and had to get a new TV. Because, <laughs> I mean, he called out Clemson for being racist, too. Mm. But he transferred, and look what happens. Yeah, exactly. Hey, yeah. you should take a note from Jalen Hurts. He's transferring now, of course, but he did it in the right way because he wants to play football and he knows that Tua is a great talent and he may never get another shot and he's doing it in the right way now. After the season's done, letting it go through, he has supported Tua all the way Yeah, and I know that this is the right decision for him because Jalen Hurts is a great football player. So yes. no harm, no foul there. Yeah, I mean – you, you got to do it the respectful way. and It's different in the case of Kelly Bryant because he acts like he was this fantastic quarterback. Do you remember back to last year when Alabama played Clemson? Yeah. There was no offense yep. with Kelly Bryant uh -huh. in that game. I don't know how they got to the top four because clearly against Alabama, they did not show up. And on top of that, the way that you handled the situation immediately transferring to an immediately not wanting to be a part of the program that is a terrible thing to have and i don't think a lot of teams i'm surprised missouri even picked him up would want him as a starting quarterback for them yeah but lo looking into it for a true freshman quarterback trevor lawrence had a ball game 20 for 32 347 yards with three touchdowns no interceptions the stage that's crazy yeah and i mean tua he had 295 yards but with two, two interceptions. Yes, so. two interceptions. So And one like, was for a touchdown. It's a costly interception. Yeah. And so right there, that just proves Clemson came out and they were ready to play. They were on their tiptoes. They weren't gonna they knew that Alabama was gonna give them a run for their money. And, and they overcame the challenge. Yeah. Well, I don't think that they were thinking the whole week like, oh no, I'm scared of Alabama. They've been waiting for this. Oh, yeah. They, they, they have been have. waiting for this. That's why they are a very competitive college in college football. But is this the end for Alabama, Josh? Hell no, it ain't. <laughs> They're going to be uh, back in the top five next year. They top will. five probably, but you I wouldn't you be know. surprised if they go back to the national championship. Not, it wouldn't surprise me if they did. Not every year you can... Um, you know, yeah. Not every year you can make it, and I'd like to see some people different. You of know, course. Yeah. of course, of course. Yeah. So that that was amazing. I I still can't believe that happened. Well, it's it's something to be excited about, though, because at least we won't see the Crimson Tide holding the trophy every single year. Yes. And also next year we might be getting the eight team playoff coming to college football. That would be, be great. That would be great. So moving on from the FBS over to the FCS, you're probably mad that North Dakota State won. Absolutely not. I watched a little bit of the game and before the wild card started, 
I, I think it was the wild card. Yes, yeah. it was. Yeah, yep. before the wild card started. I, I just tuned in for a little bit, but from what I saw from it, it was going back and forth. But um, East Washington was down by two scores, but they kept yeah. trying to inch their way back. But It was North an Dak- exciting game. North yeah. Dakota State always had an answer. Well, North Dakota State, they're not spectacular in any way. They don't run a fantastic offense. What do they like to do? They like to pound the football. That's what they that's pound what Alabama the does. They are not special in by any means in terms of their offensive minded coaches. I mean, this is a team that loves to just pound the football. They did it last year against us and the year before against JMU. They did it for two years. Now, this is their seventh national championship victory in the past eight seasons. Seven national championships in eight years. Of course, the only other one that they did not win was to the James Madison Dukes back in 2016. Probably one of the best upsets in college football, beating them in the Fargo Dome in 2016. But North Dakota State, their head coach is now gone. After this was his last game, went to has gone to Kansas State now. And I don't see North Dakota State going anywhere, though. You win seven championships in eight years, you guys are going to have a great recruiting class, and you guys aren't going anywhere as well. And also Eastern Washington, their head coach, he's also in, I think, his second year now. So they have a great-minded head coach with them. They're going to be back. I absolutely believe it. Now that they have a national championship appearance under their belt again, they were the last team before North Dakota State went on their five-peat they won it in 2010, and since then it's just been all North Dakota State and JMU. So they were the last team to win the national championship before NDSU. But they're going to have a good recruiting class. Eastern Washington's not going anywhere. NDSU, could they be the Alabama of the FCS? They are. They already are. You, there's no question. Okay. There's no question. Seven championships in eight years. Yeah. No question. So talking about the rushing game, uh, team totals 54 for 290. Easton Stick, their quarterback, rushed 121 yards. I told you they just they're they are nothing spectacular in the passing game. Yeah. They just love to run the football. They yeah. love to run the football. There is nothing dynamic about their offense, but the way that they do it, they have big guys up front. That's what I was saying last year in the championship. I was like, they're not impressive. Our defensive line made them look foolish. But in the end, it was still a 17-13 to 13 victory because they got ahead early. But North Dakota State, they're not going anywhere. Yep. Well, that's college football. It's all over. It's now, all over. It's a sad day. Hey, college basketball. I mean. What Don't we, talk to me like that, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> it's not football. Yeah, it's but, okay, though. I mean, we can March watch. March Madness Z- is one of the best times in the year. We can watch Zion Williamson make donks all around. Yeah, and we'll see him go to the NBA next year. Mm, There's man. no question about it. Yep, but moving on here, anything else college-wise? No, it's time to say goodbye unless we hear some very good stories coming at you. All right, so Wild Card Weekend. I, I'm going to save the best for last here. Why? Why? The why, be- would you, why would you do the worst game first? Because I have a lot to talk about about the worst games, unless you want to talk about the best game first. It was the game, the most exciting game. How could you not say that the Eagles and Bears should not go first with how controversial the ending was? Well, uh, okay. Well, okay. You win. Let's talk about the Eagles versus the Bears. The double doink. 
<laughs> I'm sorry. I just had to say that. Um, well, one You're of never going to say it again now. Yeah, it, it was the. Uh, I think it was Al Michaels or Chris Collinsworth. Who it was said Chris it. Collinsworth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Chris. A Collins- double doink finish. Yeah, and Cody Parkey. You remember that game? He hit the upright not once, not twice, not three times, but four times in a game. Okay. And he does it again. Okay. And. And I'm not blaming this loss on him whatsoever. No, I, I'm just saying, can you believe it happened again? If people out I, there... I wasn't blaming him. I mean... Oh, no. he. I uh, understand. All, all the fans up there that booed him, they don't know he's guaranteed $3.5 million next and season. And I hope you, they he's also still getting paid. that they can't do basic math here. Huh, how do you get 15 points? Well, you see, if you carry to six, to, but that, that means he made two field goals here, people. And, of course, he missed one, but he's the whole reason that you were in the game to begin with. You make two of your field goals, and the game should not come down to your kicker. Why do you not blame the kicker? Because if your offense can produce touchdowns instead of field goals, you wouldn't be in this situation. Uh-huh. Because what have I been saying this entire year, Josh? The Bears' defense is the best in the league, and they have been making stops when they could. They couldn't this time, though. Nick Foles, Nick Foles is the scariest quarterback in the NFL playoffs right now, guys. Yes. He I, is. If I were in New Orleans, I'd be scared I'd be right scared. Now. I'm serious. I don't, I don't care that they're the number one seed, and they sure as hell don't care that they're the number one seed. Yeah. This is going to be a scary – we'll talk about that here a in a sec. A seed is just a number. A Anything a number. can happen. And – and lots of people will say, yeah, well, they lost 45-7. to seven. That was back when they were starting their hot streak back then. Mm-hmm. The Saints, since then, after losing to Dallas, they have lost to Carolina as well. Because and, they, they put in Teddy Bridgewater. Okay, seriously. that's still unexcusable, though. You still lose a game yeah. because they had most of their stars in. Drew Brees was the only one who wasn't playing. And then they also only beat Pittsburgh by three points. That's also another close game that they've had. And since then, the Eagles, what have they done? They have been on a fire streak. Their defense with Burton and Ernie in the backfield have been actually stellar. They have. Well, they beat Houston. They also beat, excuse me, they also beat Chicago. They also have only lost once since the Dallas game. They went into L.A. and won as well against the Rams. You can't say that that the Eagles are going to not be a dangerous team against the Saints. Yeah, and Josh, in in my opinion, the Eagles, I I think they're going to make another run. Josh, and, I'm going to sound crazy. I'm picking the Eagles over the Saints. I am. I am too. Because because the Eagles have the momentum. They do. They do. They are not you know on a bye week. They're not off a week. They're fresh. They're still here in the playoffs. And if there's a team that wants a revenge game, it's Philly. Yes. It is absolutely Philly who wants a revenge against New Orleans. Yes. Because they have played them once before this season, and now they get another chance. Yeah, so you pretty much took the words right out of me. I I, I think the Eagles are going to win this game. They're go, They're going to go on another magical run. Okay. That could or could not end up in the Super Bowl, but – I, I'm telling you, they're going to go on another magical run. Do we have a quarterback controversy here, though, Josh? Mm. I, I oh, want man. to say no. 
I want to say no because Carson Wentz is such a gracious young, guy. I mean, young and unbelievable quarterback. Yeah, but Nick Foles, there's just something about him when the game is on the line, and when you need to win a season, he gets it done. You know what his record is in the playoffs? He's four and one. His only loss was back in 2013 against the Saints, when they had Chip Kelly style offense back then. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, everyone's like, well, where was Nick Foles after that? Well, he was injured the next season in Chip Kelly's offense. Then he got traded to St. Louis slash L.A. and was under a team with Jeff Fisher. And we know how toxic Jeff Fisher's teams are. He is not an offensive-minded coach. Who did he go to next? Matt Nagy in the Kansas City Chiefs. For one season, he was the backup quarterback to Alex Smith. And when Alex Smith was out, Nick Foles won his games. When you have an offensive-minded guy who can wrap his offense around his quarterback, Nick Foles is successful. That's why he was successful in Philly when Chip Kelly was there. That's why their defense also wasn't, because they didn't have a good defensive coordinator. What did they have in Philly? Jim Schwartz, who is very good at calling defensive plays. That is the difference here with Nick Foles, is he has a team and also a great play caller for him. Yeah, I mean, quarterback controversy, I think there might be a little, you know, depending on how they handle it. But I I, I think they're still going to keep Carson Wentz. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. He's their franchise quarterback. Yeah, but it's— But do you get, let him go now? It's going to come down—it's going to come down to whether the Eagles— want to keep Nick Foles or let him go. Nick Foles just won his $1 million bonus. Yep. Just so you know. So, I I think if the Eagles go with Carson Wentz, Nick Foles will want to be a starter somewhere because he has shown he is capable yep. of being a starter. Yep. So, it comes down to it, – it's just going to come down to time, in but, my opinion. But what I'm saying to you is this. He has to go to the right team if he wants to be a starter. Absolutely. He you has can't to. throw him in Arizona's offense and no, expect him. No, there's no way. Like, yeah. He has to go to the right team. Yes. He, you can't throw him in Arizona or Jacksonville. Nah. Not even Jacksonville. Yeah. I mean, not you, even Jacksonville. Yeah. I mean, I mean you're going to not do well if he just gets thrown into an offense. There needs to be a coach who tailors the offense to his needs so everybody can be successful. And this is also another thing that I have said before. You know why Nick Foles is so successful is because Doug Peterson, they said back in their Super Bowl run, we this is what Doug Peterson said, we took a look at the film from when Nick Foles was in Philly in his first tenure, and we saw that in run-pass option schemes, and deep throws, Nick Foles is one of the best to do it. And that's what they started to do. And look at him now. The dude is on fire. The dude can take on anybody in the type of scheme that Doug Peterson puts him into because they know how to work him. And we all know how Philly Philly worked as well. Yeah. He's up for trick plates. He is. Yeah, but the stats for Nick Foles, 
25 for 40, 266 yards with two touchdowns, two interceptions. Yeah, but the touchdown at the end of the game, that let him right down the field, touchdown to Golden Tate. Yep. That's all that matters, the W. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter in the playoffs. Stats don't matter in the playoffs. Yep. But what so. does this mean for Chicago, though? I, I have You know me. I have been an advocate for Chicago this entire season. I have been an advocate when it comes to Chicago. I don't understand how they lost this game. I don't understand how they lost this game. Well, I actually do. It's because of their offense. But their defense? They were the most exciting defense in the league. And now their defensive coordinator is gone. Now he's gone to Denver. Chicago? I'm just not a fan of offensive-minded coaches when it comes to you having a good defensive coordinator. Yeah, your defensive coordinator was good, but your offense stalled out this week against yeah. the Philly, Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, well, I mean, the Bears have a bright future for them with oh, Matt no Nagy. I th- I they got to find a good defensive coordinator yeah, now, though. Yeah, yeah, put all the pieces together, and I think you, they'll be right back in the playoffs next year. Okay. Yeah. I can see that happening. Yeah, I mean, but you got to put the pieces together. You, you, you also got to go out there and play the game. Yep. Uh-huh. So... Eagles won that game 16 to 15. The Colts and the Texans. Right right off the bat, I'll tell you this was such a boring game. And right off the bat, I'm going to tell the audience that I'm picking the Colts over the Chiefs as well. Uh, yeah. Right off the bat as well. Uh, what? We're just agreeing. Give me a hug, CJ. <laughs> I know we're crazy up in here in the booth. We're picking both six seeds to beat the number one seeds. Because you know what, guys? Anything can happen. absolutely can happen with these two teams. Uh-huh. And people will say, but Patrick Mahomes is going to be MVP. I don't care. The Chiefs' defense is absolutely horrendous, and also Andrew Luck is a veteran quarterback in the playoffs. Yep. The Texans, they have a great defense. And guess what Andrew Luck did against them? He tore it up. They went up 14 to nothing within five minutes of the first quarter. They tore it up. Of course, the score says 21-7. to All that matters is the win, though. Mm-hmm. The Texans, Deshaun Watson, it's a shame because I was a big advocate for him all season as well. Did we see this coming? I did. I did, too. I did because I was— They were on the other end of a Colts hot streak. And, it, and I was also saying the Colts' defense is great right now. I was also saying that because, you know, a, a weird stat is, Josh— they have the number one scoring defense in the NFL. They're going up against the number one offense in the Kansas City Chiefs. So we'll see how this game plays out. But I'm still putting my money on the Colts because of their offense against the Chiefs' defense. That is why. I don't care if it's at home because we have seen it for the past three years. The Chiefs get exited in their first games for the past two Excuse me, two years. That was with Alex Smith. I don't care. Let, let's see. Because I don't care. We'll the have to Chiefs, see it. The Chiefs usually end up in the wild card and lose. But with a first-round bye, I, I mean, I'm still picking the Colts, but it's going to be interesting to see what they do with this extra time to prepare. Uh, I They better come up with something because their defense has not been able to do it all season. Mm-hmm. They may be the number one seed, but that does not matter in this game. The Colts do not care. They know they have the toughest road through the AFC – but just think, if the Colts 
beat the freaking Chiefs, the road might go through Foxborough once again to the Super Bowl. It always does. The Patriots are like the Alabama Crimson Tide on this. <laughs> yep. Um, I mean, I, I agree with your point. The Colts are very dangerous on both sides of the ball. Yes, they are. They, I mean, Andrew Luck to T.Y. Hilton in Houston. I mean, I mean, they were showing it on um, where ESPN how that duo – in like playing against Houston on a post route, and there's no corner or safety on Kansas City that can cover him. Oh, yeah. There is not. I I think Luck and T Y Hilton will go go out and have a field day as my phone just dropped. Excuse me, there was an earthquake here. Oh man, earthquake! <laughs> you all right? Yeah, I'm right. good. Yeah, moving right along to the Chargers and Ravens. Climactic. Oh yeah, the Chargers and Ravens game. Oh my. Yeah, that was another boring game, and I wanted to. Oh, I was asleep. very happy to see it because I, I kept saying, you know, the Ravens. When when you're not a fan of, when you're not a fan of a division, I mean, uh, I mean. No, I'm not saying it of that. I'm saying in the case of Lamar Jackson. Yeah, And I also picked the Ravens. I said, look, the Ravens had the best rushing attack right now and the best defense. They came out with nothing. They came out with absolutely squat. Um, like the, I, I saw, I watched I most draw of the plays on a napkin better than that. The Chargers won 23 to 17, but oh my, I mean, I, the Ravens, Melvin Ingram people, the Ravens produced no offense. Melvin Ingram. Seven tackles, two sacks. They got to Lamar Jackson seven times. They got seven sacks on Lamar Jackson. This is a mobile quarterback that we're talking about here, right? He's supposed to be the fastest quarterback, right? They got to him seven times. And he also fumbled it four times in the game. Three in the first quarter. He fumbled it three times. Lamar Jackson, protect the football. But... Look, look at this. There was absolutely no offense. 23 carries, 90 yards as a whole team. Lamar Jackson only had 54 yards. And this is the first time the Chargers have played Lamar Jackson twice because they played them once. Wasn't on a- Patrick Wright? He was the only one to pick the Chargers out of all three of us. Yeah. And that was the very reason why. Yeah, because the Chargers came prepared. Anthony Anthony Lynn probably turned on his projector with the rest of the... The projector? Yeah, with the rest of the... That's all they did, people. They just turned on the damn projector. (laughs) (laughs) No, but they watched film, and they corrected what they needed to do, and they went out and shut down the Ravens. They also used... I I think in, like, most of their snaps on defense... They used about six defensive backs on their defensive side of the ball because they knew that they weren't going to pass it, and those defensive backs were used more in run support. I was very shocked because the Chargers almost let it go. They almost let it slip away, and Lamar Jackson just tossed up two big balls that were lucky enough to come back for touchdowns. Yeah. The score doesn't tell it all, though, people. This Chargers team beat them down. And I have to ask, though, was this too much for Lamar? It seemed like it was because I don't – he was absolutely pitiful through the third quarter. For the first 
for the thirst. For the first three quarters, Lamar Jackson was absolutely awful. Why was there no question to keep him in the game except for maybe late into the fourth quarter you thought about bringing Joe Flacco in? Why? And the response that I only got was that number eight took us here. This isn't about pride, people. This is not about who took you there. This is about your season. You want to win this game. Joe Flacco is a veteran quarterback. Why is it that you guys need to keep this controversy? You want to stay away from controversy because guess what? Joe Flacco, just because he comes in and wins does not mean he would get the starting job the next week. This is just to save your season. And not once did they put Joe Flacco in there. It was all Lamar Jackson. And I see this as a bad move by the Baltimore Ravens because now your season is over. And you thought, what could have been? Because where's Joe Flacco going to be next year? Not with the Ravens. His six-year, $100 million contract is up. And yeah. the Ravens' season is done. Yeah, I, I agree with you with that. Uh, set pride aside and do something to win the football game. And, um, you, you know, there could have been controversy that came out of it. You, you never know because it never happened. So, I mean... Lamar Jackson just wasn't getting the job done that game. The, I mean, I, I'm just I'm gonna say he played amazing to bring his, get his team five and one to make it to the playoffs. But after like that game, I, I just think Lamar Jackson's number uh, number was called, and the Chargers figured out what to do and how to contain him because. He's been dangerous running the ball, and th- this game he only had 54 yards on the ground, the top rusher for the Bravens. But Joe Flacco wasn't talked about once, and he put his helmet on multiple times. I was like, are they going to make a change? And they never did. So I I disagree. I feel like Flacco should have went in, but I, I, I don't know. I— you, you know, you just got to do something to save your season. Well, now the Chargers have a completely different monster coming up against the, the Patriots. Ah, that's going to be tough. This isn't – and people will say that the Chargers have a better chance, but here's the thing is that the Patriots are a different team than the Ravens. They are sound on offense. They may not be sound in the run defensive game, but on the passing defensive game, they are very solid when it comes to their secondary. Devin McCourty – and also, Stephon Gilmore is a first-team All-Pro this year now. That means out of all the cornerbacks in the NFL, he is the best at his position. That says something. So they're going to have a completely different... They're just going to have a completely different game this week against New England. They can't prepare for this game the way that they did against Baltimore. Yes. New England is a different animal in the playoffs. Yes, they are. Yep. Moving right along here... The Seahawks and the Cowboys. Oh, my gosh. It came down to an Australian rules kicker trying to (laughs) complete an onside kick. Like, I mean. You got to do what you got to do with the people that you have left. Yeah, but I I, I thought it was hilarious trying to drop kick an onside kick. Has that ever happened before? I I couldn't tell you. My brain isn't that big. (laughs) (laughs) But. Oh, man. 
the Seahawks in this game, they shot themselves in the foot left and right. I was like, come on. The first half, Dallas's defense got to Russell Wilson, and Russell Wilson was just getting sacked. Let me look on here. I had it pulled up. It was Russell Wilson got sacked, got, was under pressure. He went 18 for 27. He was only sacked one time. Yeah, though. one time. I I thought he got sacked more than that, but that wasn't true. But he got pressured a lot. Well, the Dallas defensive line, we all know, is a great defensive line. Yeah. But I, I, you know how I appreciate establishing the run. You know how I always do. But in this game, that was the Achilles heel of the Seahawks because they just could not do anything against the Dallas defense. I was so surprised, too, because Russell Wilson is a good quarterback when it comes to tight situations, and he's he's a good thrower. Why was he not throwing the ball that much? It's like it just was not in the offensive game plan whatsoever. It's like they could not change it up. And Russell Wilson and the Seahawks, now they got to go home. And, and and that that's not all. Uh, continue, but that's not all I was going to say, just so you know. On this, the I have two parts to this. Oh, we're all shaking in our boots over here, Josh. <laughs> but the real kicker, though, I got I, I'm gonna give a compliment to here to Dallas here, people. Hold your heartstrings because here it comes. The Dallas rushing attack was very good with Ezekiel Elliott. I gotta give credit where credit is due, and Ezekiel Elliott was the best player on the field that game. He was. Okay, I'm done. I'm done talking. I don't want to talk. I don't want to give any more compliments to Dallas. So, you guys are still overrated because you only won by two points because you had over 16 more minutes of offense in terms of times of time of possession. So, the Seahawks defense was constantly on the field, and you only won the game by two points. Ah, I feel so much better now, Josh, roasting the okay. Cowboys again. Okay, okay. So, the first half... I talked about had Russell Wilson getting under pressure a lot. The second half, the Seahawks shot themselves in the foot with too many penalties. Towards the end of the game, they had two third-down pass interference calls. I, I think it was either two or three converted Dallas on fourth down and uh, converted Dallas to a first down, excuse me, and Penalties and, uh, to sum it up, penalties and their offensive line not protecting, like flushing Wilson out of the pocket. And that that's just what happened. And the Seahawks didn't really have that good of a run game, like you said. And, I mean, it was a close game, yeah, but the Seahawks came up on the losing side. Yeah. Um, it's sad to see him go because I thought that they actually had a shot. Against against New Orleans, I thought somebody would bobble the snap of the of. Uh, you were hoping that Tony Romo's ghost would come back and haunt him. Yeah, uh, but and Sebastian Janikowski pulls a hammy. That could be his career. <laughs> I I don't know. I I couldn't tell you about kickers. Yeah, I I, I, I really don't know that how happen. that happened. But I barely see that happen. I saw anyway. it. I was like, wow. And they're talking about Michael Dixon, and they can't even kick a a field goal. And he goes out and tries to drop kick a onside kick, and 
that doesn't work. So, you know, not a lot to talk about in that game. But Dak Prescott, 22 for 33, 226 yards with one touchdown and an interception. Zeke Elliott tore it up, 137 yards on the ground. So, Wild card weekend is done, though. Yep, wild card weekend is done. On to the divisional round. The Colts and the Chiefs Saturday. The Cowboys and the Rams Saturday. That's an NBC and Fox starting at 4. Then on Sunday, 440. Uh, no, the Eagles and the Saints on Sunday at 440. Then the Chargers and, and the Patriots, 105. So we have a lot to look forward to. Then that next weekend, the conference championship. Then the game we all look forward to, the, the Pro Bowl. Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, so a little look ahead. So let's move on here. Um, first off, um, who do we have winning next weekend? Well, like I said. I'm uh, picking... Officially. Officially. What we're going to say? Yeah. What, who, who's all right, winning? I told you. I'm picking the Colts over the Chiefs. I'm hoping to God that the Rams will beat the Cowboys. I'm picking the Eagles over the Saints and the Patriots over the Chargers. All right. Well, you falling asleep over there, Josh? No. I'm picking the Colts. I'm picking the Rams. I'm picking the Eagles, and I'm picking the Patriots. So basically what I said. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We agree on everything today. (laughs) Yep. That's your wild card weekend, divisional weekend next weekend. Stay tuned for that. And right now, head coach hirings. Bruce Arians, I'm surprised he came out of retirement coaching the um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He thinks Jameis Winston can make it all the way. Ah, That's bull honky. (laughs) Cliff Kingsbury, we're going to get more into that, but he's going to the Arizona Cardinals. Matt LaFleur to the Green Bay Packers. Freddie Kitchens, an in-house hire from the Browns, which I highly disagree with, and Greg Williams has been let go. Vic Fangio to the Broncos, and Adam Gase to the Jets. Okay, we don't have to go over every single one of them. I want to ask you, though, which one is the most interesting to you, though? (sighs) I'm uh, uh, going to have to go with two. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Cliff Kingsbury and Freddie Kitchens. Uh, I mean, Bruce Arians, because I'm surprised he wanted to come out of retirement, but, you know, Bruce Arians, I'm saying, like, what what makes it so interesting to you more than anything? Cliff Kingsbury didn't do that well for Texas Tech. He had a losing record for Texas Tech. (laughs) Yeah, he did. I mean, yeah. 35 and 40. And he... Gets hired to coach the Cardinals, and Steve Wilkes was one and done. So what does this mean? If Cliff Kingsbury doesn't do good, will he be one and done? I highly doubt it. But, I mean, Steve Wilkes must be feeling terrible. He got beat out over a coach in college who didn't have a winning record. No. Yeah, absolutely. And Freddie Kitchens. Really? I mean, <laughs> over Greg Williams, and you just let go of Greg Williams? Greg Williams doesn't put up with any crap. Yeah. He just—you uh, saw it on Hard Knocks, how many times you've hear him cursing or whatnot. And 
Greg Williams, he, oh my, I mean, I, I just couldn't believe it. Um, I, I think he was the right answer for the Browns. I understand that, like, he's good for Baker, but you got to think about the whole team. This guy made a team that didn't win a single damn game last year. Almost go 500. Almost. Almost go 500. Okay. Who would have expected them to go 500, right? Yeah. And he did this all after Hugh Jackson gets fired. How does that not open your eyes for you? But the offensive coordinator is the guy? How? How is that supposed to keep your team focused when you know who exactly led you there? And it was Greg Williams. That's still not my interesting pick, though, Josh. Yeah, but it's interesting. But, yeah, those are my two. I I know who your interesting one is. Okay. Vic Fangio. Nope. Really? I caught you off guard. Really? It's Adam Gase to the Jets. All right. And the reason I say that this is my most interesting is because what has Adam Gase done to deserve himself another head coaching job? What has he done? The Miami Miracle. (laughs) And what else? He's had a sorry-ass team down in Miami for the past four seasons or three seasons. Ryan Tannehill has not been healthy, so you can't put that on Adam Gase, of course, but having an offense around a quarterback who is hurt all the time That does not bode well for Miami. And you also never upgraded your defense. You were always below 500 or just above it by one game. What has given you the right to be a head coach when Mike McCarthy has won a Super Bowl, has been to the playoffs eight years in a row? Why is he not the head coach at New York? Why is he not the head coach at New York? And I'll tell you why. It's because of Sam Darnold. Adam Gase is a younger guy, and so they feel that he is more relatable to Sam Darnold. This is ridiculous. We're not trying to build relationships here, people. (laughs) This is about football wins, huh? That's all the NFL is about, right? It's a bottom-line business. You want to get wins? Fine. Keep Adam Gase there and see how long you last. Because guess what? Your offense with Sam Darnold and Adam Gase is going to be mediocre because that's all he's been down in Miami. Because Sam Darnold, he was injured for most of the season. He could possibly go through another injury-plague season again. That could possibly happen. That's why the Why is Mike McCarthy not the head coach? And guess what? He's not going to be coaching now this year because that was the only job that he was interested in. So you miss out on a Super Bowl winning head coach and you choose a guy who was below 500 or just above it in his four-year tenure down in Miami. So that is my interesting pick. And then next it would actually have to be Freddie Kitchens, as as Josh said, just because I feel for Greg Williams. Because now he's completely let go of his duties. For doing what? Coaching a team and getting almost to 500? But yeah, guess what, Josh? It's a bottom line business, right? Yeah. Got to get wins, right? Yeah. Well, clearly not to freaking New York because you don't care about that. You care about building relationships. Let's talk this out, young man. Let's have a good talk here. <laughs> no. 
This is stupid. Oh my gosh. Yeah. This is this is ridiculous how Adam Gase is the head coach of a franchise that, of course, Todd Bowles is a defensive-minded coach, so he's not going to have the same relationship to Sam Darnold as an offensive-minded coach like Adam Gase would. But Mike McCarthy is a Super Bowl-winning coach, and he's been to the playoffs eight years in a row. I don't care if he has had Aaron Rodgers. He's been to the playoffs, and he's won a Super Bowl. But Adam Gase is the answer. Come on, man. <laughs> All right, Josh. Well, a few other, uh, one more coaching news. Did you hear the Redskins special team coordinator went to Arizona? No freaking way. That's, I don't care. <laughs> really? But with the work he's done. I was going to say, no, yeah, that's right. You, that was your best unit on the field was your special Yes, teams. because Tress, right. Tressway had 41 punts inside the 20. No touchbacks. Okay. Tell me that's not the best player on the Redskins. Like, seriously, <laughs> that's the best punter in the league. 41 punts inside the 20 with no touchbacks. That's the best punter in the league. Stop scaring me. <laughs> Can you name a better punter in the league? No, no. Okay. Yes. I, okay. Because Tress Way, he's the best punter in the league, and he's on the Washington Redskins. That, in my heart, that's something to be proud of with the little bit of pride the Redskins have. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, but that's all the time we have on this show. Pretty sad. That's <laughs> pretty. Actually, one more point. You saw this. I was at the Caps practice yesterday. They were looking good, you know, optional skate. But Nicholas Backstrom was out there. Madison Bowie was out there. Verona was out there. They're looking pretty good, and they're playing Boston tonight. So hopefully the guess who's in first place of the Metropolitan Division? No, they aren't. We're gonna check. guess who's in no. first place of the Metropolitan no. Division right now. Look All it up. Right. You're gonna hear a live reaction here, folks. All right. You're gonna hear a live reaction. No, you need to look it up on ESPN. You can look it up. Oh my. Let's see here because I th I thought the Caps were still when I went. Let's see. Oh, no. Come on. First place, the Caps. 42, 26, and 12. Four overtime, 56 points. The Penguins, 54 points. So don't come at me like... We got more wins than you, though, man. More points. That's what matters. But anyways, Caps play the Bruins tonight, so... It's a tie. No, excuse me. You're up by two points. Never mind. Thank you. See, some penguins. I let some penguins fan on the podcast and tries to ruin everything. But the Wa Washington plays in Boston tonight. Then they host Columbus. Then they host St. Louis. Then they go to Nashville. So that's and then. You gonna keep going on? No, I'm just giving the next four. So, next four for the Caps and the Wizards got a great win over the 76ers last night. Wow! Tell tell me about that game. Let Let's talk about that really quick, CJ. Because no, no, we will not. <laughs> yeah, the Wizards 123 to 106 over the 76ers, and the Wizards are 17 and 25 now. Wow. 
over the 76ers. Highest scorer right there, Bradley Beal, 34 points. John Wall, as you know, out for the season. And Trevor Ariza comes in second with 17 points. How do you like that Trevor Ariza move? Tra- trading um for Trevor Ariza, he used to be on the Wizard. You probably don't know. No. Nope. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we, we got to get CJ educated on basketball. But Washington, you know, they're still 17 and 25, under 500. But I hope there's an answer that we can, they can turn it around and hopefully make it to the playoffs. But still, you know, a little bit of hope. But, anyways, that's all the time we have on this episode of the Josh Kirby on Sports Podcast. Any last words, Sir CJ? Nope. All right. I'm good. All right. Well, as always, thank you to Dave Johnson, voice of the Washington Wizards, for our wonderful intro. And thank you to Route 11 Chips. Make sure you try their new salt and pepper chips. Thank you to Free Forever by Jam Studio on premiumbeat.com as well. Make sure you check us out on social media. Our brand new Instagram page. It's not even brand new anymore, Josh. Well, yeah, it's all right. But (laughs) the at the Josh Kirby on Sports Podcast, our Facebook at Kirby on Sports Podcast, on Twitter at Kirby on Sports, and our email Kirby on Sports at gmail.com, along with our YouTube page where we post the podcast, the Josh Kirby on Sports Podcast. That's all for this week. We'll catch you next week for divisional round and much more. Thanks so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.